0: Welcome to Sports Clicks and Politics with your host, Ben Husong, and me, Sean Hannon. Welcome to the mask edition of Sports Clicks and Politics. We welcome you all to a special edition uh, episode 49. Mr. Huesong, thank you for uh, protecting me by wearing your mask today. This is so grossly uncomfortable, I can't even put it in words. Yeah, let's take them off. Thank you.
1: All right. Oh, crap.
0: I checked it off the list. I wore a mask for all you folks out there, so I protected you.
1: Actually, the N95 is like the only one that they claim is not source control, and it's only going to protect you. So you're still a selfish jerk is the root Love of the it. story. Even better.
0: Well, guys, maybe you have uh, heard uh, New York, uh, your governor, uh, Dilly Dilly, has uh, allowed us to uh, comply with uh, CDC guidance and is no longer allowing mask wearing uh, for those of requiring requiring uh, uh, mask mandates no for allowing Oh, mask uh, for those vaccinated. Uh, we're not sure how they're going to enforce all that uh, non-vaccinated stuff here. But um, just out of the shoot, you want to get any quick uh, Initial thoughts on uh, Governor Cuomo lifting or at least uh, following the uh, CDC guidelines on, ma- on masks?
1: I mean, I wonder how many accusers are going to come out in the next two days. I guess that's my biggest question. More sexual harassment accusers. Um,
0: that seems to be a correlation.
1: The leading indicator, let's yeah. put it that way. Uh, listen, again, it's the same questions of, okay, obviously this is the right thing to do. Why Wednesday. Oh. Why not tomorrow? Like, why not now? Is is something grossly it's very scientific? About Wednesday, like, why Wednesday? But,
0: okay. Well, anyway, so let's. You guys just go. You go. You guys can go. Uh, take off your masks now in, in public, and we'll get back into the mask thing here a little bit later in the show because I have that part of. We were going to talk about the CDC guidance already. Anyway, um, so thanks for Cuomo giving us a little bit of uh, uh content right out of the shoot here. Um, how was your weekend? My weekend was great. Mine as well. I had my twins'
1: birthday party, which was nice. Slash. COVID restriction limit protest, because for some reason that doesn't expire until Wednesday either, and New York State thinks that it has every authority to tell me how many people can gather outside at my house. I disagree with their assessment of the relevant laws. Uh, I don't think that an arbitrary number like 50 is a reasonable limitation for them to place on people freely coming to my residence. Do you know who 51 is going to be? Some crazy person. That's why. I, look, I, you know how convenient that the number ended up being 50 and not scientifically ended up at like 43.5. It's just really nice that it ended up in, an, in nice a nice round, round, round number yeah, based no. on the science. Right. like, And was not an arbitrary figure just meant to stoke the ego of a sociopath fighting off sexual harassment and mass, it's not homicide, but like negligent homicide of senior citizens so that's my initial take is i mean yes it's a step in the right direction it's still a joke that how how do you enforce this
0: no they're not going to enforce it that's right i I, I mean i said this basically when the cdc came out with their initial guidance talking about doing this on a national level that okay, this is basically it. Everybody can take their mask off now because there's zero chance that they're going to be able to identify who is vaccinated and, and unvaccinated. Oh. I mean, listen, there might be some people who are proudly, you know, carry their card and walk in with it, you know, laced around their neck or something. But for and the most part, there might be some people that just don't.
1: put blank vaccination cards up on Facebook with the quote, if anybody needs one. I got one. <laughs> you, you put it on po- Facebook. You know how
0: popular I was for yes. a few days?
1: I just started laughing. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I, I had a, a lot of DMs. Note, I had a lot of note. DMs. Side note, completely unrelated, completely coincidental. I was vaccinated over the weekend. Oh yeah. So we're gonna go with that. Yeah. So if you see me without was, a mask on, please I, know. That's why.
0: Over the weekend I was in Charlie's ice cream. You were. You guys were hoarding out the watermelon doll whip. I mean though. Uh, it's there now, man.
1: It's there. It's popular, dude. It's selling.
0: Right. So you're gonna sell out before I even get back? Well, I right. mean, it depends on you. You gotta hustle back. But
1: yeah, it's uh-huh. a that's one of those ones where I as a business owner, right, I run a it's not a restaurant, it's an ice cream shop, but there's indoor seating. Okay, cool. Somebody comes in without a mask on. What is my job here? Am I expected to like ask, like, "Hey, are you vaccinated?" Okay, cool. Then you then you're okay. Or even more so, if somebody walks in that I know is not vaccinated, am I supposed to just blare that out in front of everybody of like, "You, I know you are not vaccinated." Get in the corner. Like, "Get out now." Like, that's such an
0: and for, or, and for employees, even more so, right? I mean, as as a business owner, you kind of take some responsibility of how you the 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 flow of the restaurant or the, the the business goes. But as an employee, you're kind of following their lead. Mm-hmm. And if you're forced to put into a situation that would otherwise not be, um, it might not make for a great work environment either. So.
1: Well, I've taken the my wife and I've talked about this at length of like, what do you do here? Because this is tricky. And some of our staff we know has been vaccinated. Some of our staff we know has not been. And some of our staff we don't know. Now, we don't ask any of them because I don't think that's my I know you and I can discuss this is sort of on equal footing, just a conversation. The power dynamic is wrong for me to ask a 15 year old who works for me. Hey, are you vaccinated? Because whatever, whatever they think I want to hear is what they're probably going to lean towards. Um, so I don't ask because I don't want to put them in that position. If they volunteer, great. If they don't, great. I don't care. But I've made it clear to them is, look, as soon as we are not required to make you wear a mask, we're not going to require it. We're also not going to ban it. If you want to wear a mask, wear one. I, I'm not going to tell you not to. But just understand, once that ha- if that makes you uncomfortable, then this isn't the place for you. But I'm not going to require people to wear them now. Starting Wednesday. Tomorrow and today,
0: obviously, still need them because science. But Wednesday. But to to, to your point, even more so, like, nobody's going to enforce it today or tomorrow either. Like, even if the... County inspector goes into your ice cream shop because you know right whatever, nothing is going to happen. Of course not, because it's insane
1: that well this is like this stupidity of we've been talking about. Well, on May nineteenth, this was like two weeks ago. We're gonna go ahead with the re- with the restrictions on uh... yeah.
0: Just for the record, we already knew we were going to wear a mask today at the show because we had already talked about if uh, Cuomo at eleven thirty announced that oh this on Monday we're gonna do their follow the guidelines and we're gonna be mask free, then uh, we were gonna be mask on. So here, we, so we. Uh, we, we figured it out, so I, we, I'm not sure why, the, why this May 19th date is a date, but it is, so.
1: I mean, it's a date for whatever reason that Cuomo arbitrarily picked out. To, that was when um, the gathering restrictions on restaurants and in residences was scheduled to lift, and he announced that like two weeks ago. So my question always goes back to this is, why not now? What is so unique about this future day and time of what we're predicting the cases are going to fall? Like, the cases are already so low. The positivity rate is already so low. You can't justify this. Friend of mine put out a great thing on Facebook. I didn't see any of the responses, but it was, for anybody that's still opposed to just fully reopening, what is the metric you would want to see? Is there a specific data point, or is it literally just you waiting for Fauci, Cuomo, Biden? um, I can't remember the CDC director's name. Walensky, yeah. For them to come out and say, hey, guys, great news.
0: It's safe. Yeah. No, I, listen, I do people need that, that you know, confirmation from the authority, which is a little scarier than people just following along. But so before, I, I didn't ask anybody to like, share, and subscribe, you so should. I, I, they should do that uh, before we you run down too. the topics of uh, uh, of the show today. We, got, we get to touch on quite a bit of our, our normal uh, fun topics today. We get to touch on uh, Bill Gates and Epstein. Fun. Yeah, that's trending on Twitter.
1: That's If there's anything you want to be trending on Twitter for, it's your name with Epstein.
0: <laughs> for sure. Uh, and then we got Elon Musk versus Bitcoin, right? Two uh, cultures colliding a little bit. Elon Musk kind of, kind of uh, taking some shots at Bitcoin over the last few days, and the price has kind of fallen along with that. So most people think this is uh, kind of Elon Musk. There was some assertion that maybe he had uh, sold his Bitcoin through Tesla or whatever, but that doesn't seem to be the case. So we'll touch on that a little bit. Doubtful. Uh, little... Uh, Promotion for a New York congressman, Elise Stefanik, uh, now the third most powerful Republican, whatever that means, House Republican Conference chair. That's how much I care, because I don't even know what the title is. (laughs) Like, hooray? So, but upstate New York, you know, she represents Watertown to like all the way up like Plattsburgh to like just North of Albany. So the
1: most depressing thing in the world is how many relevant actual newsworthy cases and stories are going on around the country and around the state right now. And none of them are getting the coverage of the third most powerful person of the minority party of the house being someone who, despite being a Trump sycophant is not like an overly right wing person is not rated that. And because she Replaced unceremoniously, the daughter of Dick Cheney, and I'm supposed to feel like proud or bad or yeah. like concerned. Like I'm sorry, but Liz Cheney, no disrespect, but if you're anything like your father, holy crap, am I happy that you are no longer having any any
0: reduction yeah, in authority? No, is good. Yeah. any and exactly. I'm, like it didn't matter who they replaced her with, as long as they replaced her. So. Yeah,
1: that's and so now I'm supposed to get. I'm supposed to care about a woman from. Watertown. i don't know if they're exactly yeah wherever yeah. she seems fine i don't know anything about her politics honestly but okay cool i'm supposed to care that you're now the third most powerful person of the minority party in the house i why do i care
0: yeah i don't i don't i mean oh god yeah well we'll we'll, t- we'll touch on that a little bit more but uh and then another uh new yorker well i don't know if she's a new yorker but she went to ask you your, your girl rebecca jones oh my girl my girl <laughs> She she found her uh, whistleblower status kind of uh, pulled out from under her, so I'll touch on that article. These are all articles that I have pulled up for you guys. Uh, we touched on the CD mask guidance already. We'll do that again, um, and then I have in here obviously up till uh, I mean I guess thirty minutes ago I had Cuomo says not so fast to the CD mask guidance, but apparently he has taken uh, notice of our show and decided to screw with ours and mess yeah. up my mess up my graphic I'm sure andrew cuomo bases a lot of it on just screwing with us and our massive yeah. following online no but he we doesn't, do doesn't like guys. me i heard
1: i mean that's fair i would expect and it then wasn't. i want
0: to then then the last thing i really want to touch on i read I, I sent you this gigantic like multi-thousand page word article that i we read both, it. we both read um so i thank you but i felt like that was a whole show in itself almost and it kind of ties in with uh the the uh, back and forth that Dr. Fauci and Dr. Rand Paul had um, about the Wuhan lab leak. So this seems to be almost a certainty at this point. Um, so I'm going to touch base on an article uh, that I sent over to to Mr. Song here, and uh, we're going to go through that little piece by piece. But let's start off with, again, one of our favorite topics, I guess, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Right, it's found his way into the... Melinda and Bill Gates divorce uh, proceedings a little bit. Apparently, uh, now I'm guessing this was probably leaked by uh, her uh, defense attorney. So, you know, it's always going to have that, whatever, wherever this stuff is coming from, it's going to have a, a, a slight. But mentions Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Bill Gates's uh, relationship and uh, maybe even specifically a night where Bill Gates stayed late or overnight at the Epstein Manhattan uh, estate. And was some of the main reasons for the divorce, or at least listed or at least you know, floated out as some of the reasons. And then I see this New York Post, and I'm guessing this is why uh, uh Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates is, is trending today on Twitter. Uh, from the New York Post, Jeffrey Epstein advice to Bill Gates about ending his marriage to Melinda. <laughs> so, so Bill Gates is getting counseling advice and financial advice and uh, other advice from uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, Any uh, initial uh, takes on just the uh, overall uh, weirdness of these two worlds colliding a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, so Melinda Gates, obviously, is just totally unreasonable. So, like, your billionaire, trillionaire husband spent a few nights with a confirmed pedophile who ran a sex cult
0: and sex ring with underage girls and solicited them for powerful people. I mean, you know the Melinda... And Bill Gates Foundation has like a exploited for exploited children. Right. So like there's kind of this weird. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So obviously,
1: Melinda, just calm down because I'm sure that it was just that like he couldn't get a ride back. The weather was probably bad. He didn't want to drive and his chauffeur and helicopter pilot and other drivers were all drunk and couldn't drive or fell asleep. And there was no Uber back then. So obviously, Bill Gates couldn't have possibly left the Manhattan apartment of Jeffrey Epstein.
0: It's the we're, the relationship is weird. Now I, we we've been touched on how Epstein had kind of worked his way into scientific circles and had befriended a bunch of scientists. And you know I can see how and I, you know Bill Gates falls into this. Where I'm I'm I, I I'm not trying to offend nerds here, but like we're nerd guys. We're like oh my god, this guy's surrounded by a bunch of hot chicks, and I can just hang out with this guy, and he's going to fund my research, and I'm going to hang out with a bunch of hot chicks, right? So. It seems a very tempting thing for these scientists and the group of scientists. And Bill Gates seems to fall right into that. Um, You know, the the whole idea that Bill Gates needs Jeffrey Epstein to arrange some kind of donation to anything is just weird. Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like he can go to anybody who wants for for any kind of for unlimited amounts of money to anything. He right? has so, more money. Know, like, it's it's literally ludicrous that he, that they're in some kind of relationship where Epstein is advising Gates on on giving you know some kind of contribution to anywhere. Um, and then this whole weird idea that Jeffrey Epstein is advising Gates through you know because this uh going back a little bit the the original story about the divorce was this has been talked about since 2019 when the original story came out citing that Bill Gates had basically been hanging out and met with Epstein on multiple times. Apparently this was, uh, without the knowledge of Melinda Gates or without as much knowledge as, or there was information in that report that was basically that she didn't know about. And that basically started this, this whole thing. So
1: again, your husband hangs out with a known pedophile who has pled guilty to like 250 counts of soliciting a minor for prostitution and then your wife founds out you not only like, had a meeting with this dude, but you spent the night at his house. Anybody listening right now, if you're married, imagine trying to explain that to your wife and why it wasn't a big deal. I don't even know what I would say. Like, honestly, like, if there was a legitimate reason, I don't know. I was like, roofied. I, that's the only I got <laughs> drugged. It's all I got. Anything other than that is an insufficient reason for ha- that happening, especially when you have the means of Bill Gates.
0: But apparently, so I'm going to read from the article. Or so this is uh, in, and basically since 2019, um, when they, you know, that's when uh, the, the the report came out. And that's when these uh, divorce uh, conversations began. But it talks about Epstein and Gates have met dozens of times from 2011 to 2014, with Gates treating the uh, get-togethers as an escape from the marriage. Um, oh,
1: buddy, that's not from good a toxic language. marriage. Yeah, right. That's so, not what you want to hear. Oh, buddy.
0: So. I think that you know this has been a couple de- it's Been the news here about a week now. We didn't touch on it last week. So somehow I missed that. I, so it's was crazy, but it, it's still here in the news today. So here we are again. Um, I'm going to keep my eyes on this. I know people like to defend Bill Gates and th- treat of him as some kind of uh, some kind of iconic hero in some worlds, but. I think they do is as creepy as hell. So
1: listen, I'm not saying that he's like a mega maniacal evil genius, and I'm not saying he's this magnanimous benevol- uh, benefactor for all of mankind. He's neither. He's probably a very flawed human being that came into all kinds of money, and is now his ego has a lot of stake in him, and it's it's unfortunate, but it does. Like, yes, he has done some tremendously wonderful things with his money. He's also caused a lot of death by the human experiments that they have run through that foundation. Like, it's not all of one or all of the other. It is a, it's a nuanced view to say, is it worth it? Like, that's the question of the trade-off is, is the lives that he saved worth the lives that were lost? Like, there's a reason his company is, the foundation does all of its research, not in the United States of America. Why is Bill Gates so involved with with Chinese scientific labs? Like you're telling me, a man with that kind of means couldn't go and set it up wherever he wants.
0: I don't buy it. Like that, why? Why are we doing? Things well, you know, this his uh, Chinese translator had to come out and deny that there was any intimate relationship
1: i call bullshit
0: <laughs> oh god you, there was, she, she, i mean there was enough of the rumors out there that she had to come out and basically say no that's not true
1: the first i heard of it was when she denied it and immediately i'm like mm. yeah okay based on what you read in these articles about how he basically hit on every single woman who worked for and him. how
0: every well i'll say every maybe that's being right but there's a a, a prevalence of uh the chinese and the ccp uh putting out uh Attractive young female spies into the places where they want to gain influence.
1: Weird. Right. Um, so either way, though, like it wasn't like he was a predator of these women. He he just was awkwardly hitting on them and coming onto them with no game whatsoever. So again,
0: do we just do we just tie Gates into China and the Wuhan and the vaccines I think so, and vaccine all together? we just I'm, do that? I'm weaving the web. Okay, I'm weaving it.
1: So, but it's the same thing of like now. All right, so I'm supposed to believe, even though you have this track record that's well established, you carried on multiple affairs. Behind your wife's back, that she may or may not have known about, I don't know. And you had these ties with Epstein, which I mean, again, there's no, there's no like good reason. The reasons all have to be nefarious. It's just a matter of what level of nefarious is the. Is it just that you wanted hookers? Is it just that you could? You wanted him to fund some off-the-book stuff that you didn't want your money being tied into. Like, there's all these reasons. None of them are good.
0: Yeah, or or was he on the take and couldn't get out from underneath the thumb of Jeffrey Epstein?
1: Right, and now he's got all of these connections in China and these other, like, things that are really concerning, and you're going. And then the Chinese Communist Party's favorite move is to basically honeypot you and get an attractive female, Eric Swalwell looking at you, uh, onto your staff that then engages in a romantic relationship you confide in, and then that's how they get you. So, do you so think the, all of these things are there? And I'm supposed to be like, Yeah, no, she was just a translator, obviously. Do you
0: think the CCP knew about Jeffrey Epstein? It was like, yes. Hey, let's use that dude. Of course, they knew. Like,
1: I think yeah. anybody in an intelligence capacity at that level
0: knew who and what I Jeffrey know, Epstein right, was, right, for sure. So, all right, well, we'll cover that and we'll keep on that story as we move on. Another couple things we like to cover here at the uh, the sports clicks and politics is cryptocurrency. And sometimes how uh, your boy Elon Musk likes to, uh, I don't know, pump and dump or uh, manipulate manipulate the markets with his tweets. Uh, has been on a little bit of an um, anti-Bitcoin rant uh, talking about its environmental footprint and stuff. Uh, basically saying that he was no longer going to accept Bitcoin to purchase Teslas. Um, and Bitcoin has tumbled. You can see right over my head, Ben, right up here. Where is it? Okay. 43,000. Buying the dip? Maybe. I may too. But well, we're going to see. I'm going to see what this does. So like, this has kind of been an, a, a few-day things, and uh, there's been back and forth on on the Twitter machines with uh, a couple prominent uh, Bitcoiners and Elon Musk going back and forth. And, uh, you know, he, he basically sent out some crazy tweet about Dogecoin as well, and that kind of sent that up a little bit, but that's kind of come back to earth. Everything's pretty much down right now. So I think everybody's kind of in this wait-and-see approach. Um Ow. I don't know. It's just a, a weird combination of worlds there with uh, Elon Musk and all of his crypto. Um, he did come out and say that he has not, uh, Tesla has not sold any of their Bitcoin positions. So, um, but it's down about 20% since uh, since the uh, original uh, tweet storm there. I mean, I'm I'm still in and I get where Elon Musk
1: is coming from. And I always wonder like, yeah, but... Everything's a trade-off. So is it, is it worse for the environment than having paper currency and all the effort that goes into that? Is it worse than X, Y, or Z? And is it I, worse than
0: SpaceX blowing off a bunch of rockets into the air?
1: I mean, there's that. Is it worse than having cars run on all electricity when almost all the electricity in America comes from coal? Like, that's the it, it, how far down this rabbit hole do you want to go? Yeah, right. Because you're not helping your own case here. If you're telling us Tesla's are this en- wonderful environmental thing, they're not right now. Like, most of the electricity comes from coal. So some of it's clean coal, which is great, but it's not all clean coal. Some of it's dirty. So I'm supposed to really be up in arms about Bitcoin being mined in the energy consumption, but perfectly okay with plugging in a vehicle for everywhere I want to drive to? Like It's all selective. I guess what it do you feel good about. I am. Like, I am okay with both. I am sort of in this mindset of, like, I get it, and it's the trade-off, and we've got to do more. But there's way bigger fish to fry. There's way more more concerning things that don't provide nearly the utility or have the the potential utility of Bitcoin or Tesla vehicles.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I, you know, it's, it's a volatile market in general and Elon has, you know, whatever it is, 50 million followers on Twitter. So what he say, what he says can, can sway the markets for sure. And because he has so much money invested in the market, people kind of, you know, react as if he's like a kind of standing in the middle of a teeter totter and he can kind of push down and whatever side he wants. Sure. So, um, like I said, I'm sure we'll keep track of more Elon Musk and definitely more Bitcoin and uh, all things that go along with that. So we we touched on this uh, a little bit in the intro. Uh, Congressman Elise Stefanik, representing the 21st uh, district here in upstate New York, which is, I'm guessing, it's probably the largest district as far as geographical area in New York, um, just because it covers most of the Adirondacks where nobody lives, a bunch of deer. Um, And so, but... I don't know. Uh, she's only 36. I think this is her fourth term, so she's been around a little bit. She's kind of uh, been rebranded, I feel like, as uh, like a uh, Trump, uh, uh, you know. Depending on your perspective, in- supporter, enthusiastic supporter, or sycophant. Yeah, sure. Um, but I cl- she's clearly tied with the Trump administration at this point. Um, Promoted to or elected, I guess not promoted to elected. Uh, yeah,
1: elected. Right. Yeah. Let's go. Well, Let's pretend that wasn't promoted to. Well,
0: okay. I mean, they ousted uh, the former uh, Republican conference chair was Liz Cheney. Your uh, my girl, your girl. Um, she was ousted because of basically being the opposite of uh, Stefanik Here, she was very critical of Trump, uh, specifically about the uh, January sixth uh, event. So. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's newsworthy here that uh, our local congressman, uh, she's actually been floated as a potential New York governor candidate as well. I wonder if this kind of puts that on the back burner um, now that she has new responsibilities there. I'm assuming that she probably would have had to say so if she was going to try to run for governor. I think they would kind of want her to focus on this. I don't think either way, I don't know. I don't think her running for governor is a good idea. I, yeah. like, for her political career, I don't think
1: that would be a, a wise decision. I think there are other people on both sides of the aisle that are far more likely to get elected than her. Uh, I mean, good for her. Congratulations. Good for New York in some weird way, I guess. Like, yeah. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for everybody. Uh, I, I don't care, still. I'm not going to care. It's not going to matter. I'm not going to see any material difference in my life because of this woman's election slash promotion. Uh, I think overall, the people that have Liz Cheney's worldview on foreign affairs specifically, uh, the fewer of them we have in power, the better. So I think that is... I, but listen, she might be vastly different, but nothing that she has said on the subject of international affairs makes me think her policies no. are all that different from the former vice president. No. Um. So I guess overall, to win for the country, um, because Liz, maybe Liz Cheney really is this wonderful, magnanimous person, but... I uh the, the fewer people that we have in that with that mindset, I think it's
0: ultimately better for the country. Yeah, I'll i t- I'll take the trade off as well. Like sure. I said, I don't know, I don't follow enough of the Republican House politics to know whatever, but I couldn't it is name what it is. five
1: Republican House members. I don't think I can name five Democrat House <laughs> members either though, to be fair. All
0: right. And then, so let's talk about uh another New Yorker. Actually I don't know if she's from New York. I said that earlier. Uh circus alumni, uh alum, uh Rebecca Jones uh is basically being I don't know if she was uh, promoted as a hero, but she was uh, definitely classified as a whistleblower uh, to the left, basically, in, 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 where she was making the assertion that uh, she was in Florida and she was the dashboard manager for the Florida Department of Health and ha- accused the uh, governor being in charge of that data of manipulating the data in his benefit. So, um, I remember seeing uh, her house was, or her apartment was raided there because she basically had unauthorized use of the department of health, uh, uh, website, even though she had already been let go, um, or she was accessing things that she couldn't have accessed. So they kind of went to make sure that she didn't have any extra data. Uh, but she was kind of treated as a martyr a little bit there. Um, but, yeah, you sent this article over to me, and it doesn't look like she's uh, much of anything other than just somebody, basically a liar. Listen, we talked about this when it was happening,
1: and it was it, it was so obvious then, <coughs> if anybody wanted to actually look into it, that this woman was just full of it, that this was nonsense, there was no basis to these claims whatsoever, that anything, if you went slightly below surface level, that this was utter nonsense, she had nothing to back up her assertions. She's claiming that they're covering up data that the hospitals are reporting, and nobody thought to ask, like, have any of the hospitals said that the numbers are wrong? Have any of them come out and said, like, no, the, those numbers aren't accurate for us? No? Okay, but I'm supposed to believe this woman who tried to usurp the authority of it is is not in a... Uh, no training or no background for understanding virology or epidemics or even I think IT is her background and I'm supposed to she buy a, hell of a dashboard it, apparently and she ran it and then she like the last job she had she ended up uh sleeping with a student or something where she was yeah. a teacher sleeping with an employee and then using revenge porn and, and putting it on the internet like this is your hero huh guys this this is your girl but we were talking about it then and going, there's no way this is true. It just is so unlikely, but people bought it. Hook, line, and sinker came out like, yeah. Ron Death Santis is manipulating the data. You still see people claiming this,
0: and yeah. it's so obvious. Yeah, because everybody, like, you know, DeSantis took over the the mantle for Trump a little while where everything he did had to be wrong. So Except if you could, that it was Right, no, I know, but if you could show him to be... If you could show Desantis to be wrong, then you were a hero, and that's where I think she kind of was she trying. She fell to, right uh, in. And
1: listen, you are talking about major news organizations having this woman on. Like, do you people not vet who comes on your yeah. program? Like, you aren't the least bit skeptical of these claims. That's what bothers me about it. Is of course you should have been skeptical, but you don't give two hoots about actually reporting the truth. You want, to, you want to spin your side. Yeah. That's all you care about. And you know this woman's full of it. Yeah. You or Any reasonable person should have known, like, hey, you know there's no way this is true, right? Like, we'll put her on, and we'll let her say her thing. And a lot of people will be duped into believing it. But you, you know full well there's no shot this is accurate. 0.1% chance there's any truth to this whatsoever because there's so many ways that you would get caught. Look at our governor. He got caught. He was manipulating the data. He was actively covering it up. And eventually... He got caught because you only can do it for so long. Yeah. Hey, where was the big 60-minute uh, piece on how he covered up nursing home data, by the way? Where? Oh. But there wasn't one. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> right That's weird because there was one on Ron DeSantis for taking a con- campaign contribution and then following the recommendation of the mayor of the city that he was in and letting publics administer shots. And everybody lost their mind, even though it came at the recommendation of the Democrat mayor. Meanwhile, we had a hospital organization, a lobbying group in New York State, donate a million dollars to Andrew Cam- to Andrew Cuomo's campaign in a non-election year. And then he shoved in blanket immunity from liability for all nursing homes and hospital administrators into as a budget item. Last minute. Yeah. And there's not one story. We now know that his people were actively covering up data and manipulating it to cover up the nursing homes on purpose because they were worried about a DOJ investigation. See that on the news? That's weird, right? Like, shouldn't that be reported somewhere? I mean, if somewhere? they were paying
0: attention to sports, clicks, and politics.
1: We've been talking about this. Like, you and I are idiots. Let's just be very frank, all right? You're a bartender. I, I have my little stuff going on. Like,
0: we are idiots. How are we able to get so much right so early on? Uh like we were the we I'm were, just going to say it's boils down literally boils down to just being able to critically think about something.
1: It makes no sense because it's not like everybody's like well the science is changing and evolving. Like no it's not. The science has been consistent on the conclusions all along except for some one-off freak scientific study that comes out that is so obviously flawed and then all these experts cling to it. Like you want to know why people don't trust experts in this country? Cuz they haven't earned it. Yes, if anything sure. they have completely Completely given up any right to be trusted because if you're going to be an expert, I will respect your opinion and I will want to ask you questions. You got to be right occasionally and you got to be right more than 50% of the time. This is crazy and you have to be somewhat willing to when something goes against you, you have to change and they're not. That's why we don't trust them anymore is because they don't earn it. They don't deserve our trust. They have completely abdicated any responsibility they had and any trust they could have earned. Has been completely abdicated. You want to know why we don't trust you? Because you keep doing stuff like this. You keep having when people like Rebecca. What's her last name? Jones. Thank you, Rebecca Jones. On even though it's so blatantly obvious for even the slightest bit of digging that this woman's story has no possibility of being true, but you bring her out for six weeks until it gets caught, and then t- then you get caught,
0: and you just go, "Oh, who knew?" Next, turn the page. Right.
1: Like this is craziness.
0: Well, like I said, we we and. Speaking of more craziness and not trusting the experts, let's touch on the mask guidance again, come from the CDC here. So what was it, uh, Thursday of last week? I would say out of nowhere, I think, pretty much out of nowhere. All of a sudden, CDC was like, hey, all you vaccinated folks, you can go maskless, indoors and outdoors, and people lost their minds. Uh, somebody who was vaccinated, it obviously really was reassuring. But but people lost their minds. So I want to cover two things. I want to cover the people who... Don't care and are going to continue to wear their masks. Yep. Because that seems to be a thing that are are going out there. Um, Obviously, we touched on New York kind of uh, mirroring the CDC mask guidance. Um, Science will catch up on Wednesday, I heard, and then masks will will be okay. But today and tomorrow for vaccinated folks like yourself, you're going to have to mask up. You're going to have to mask up. So Wednesday, is that at midnight? I'm going
1: to go with like 1201. Tuesday into Wednesday. I think that's that's Wednesday
0: in my mind. Because I think I have something going on Wednesday night. So at midnight, things can change. Okay. I, I, don't I mean, obviously, we'll figure this it out. is
1: science. Um, to your point, though, this is what's frustrating about even the mask thing. So the CDC director, Dr. Walensky, comes out and says, um, yeah, no, it's we're, we base this recommendation on the science evolving. And over the last few weeks, we've come across more studies. And she cited studies that were three, four weeks old. The day before they announce it, she's on TV saying that masks are essential and we need to keep wearing them even on vaccinated people. Then the next day comes out and says, never mind, but it's because the science evolved. Like, guys, what would it take for you to believe these people are lying? I, I, honest to God, what could they do where you would go, um, wait. They get, all, they get all benefit of the doubt. every At every turn without ever having to earn one step of it. They get the every benefit of every doubt. So you're coming out and claiming now, look. Okay, well, now the data shows masks are are not that necessary now
0: now, nothing changed, yeah nothing you which in and, and no, so this gave rise to the the, the pro mask side being like, well, now we can't trust the cdc they're they've totally sold out now they're you know they're not following the science because basically, as you point out the day before, they had just convinced everybody that they still needed a mask up, and then overnight they didn't and so. Again, back to your credibility uh, take there, these kind of willy-nilly, arbitrary, date-specific or round number you know, th- we're you all made up from the beginning, unscientific, and we go to now the enforceability of it all, right? So this is for vaccinated people.
1: Such other as than, myself.
0: Other than, I mean, there's a few states that have obviously lifted the mask mandate, but in response to the CDC, I only saw one state who basically said, we're going to lift mask mandates on Vaccinated, unvaccinated, which was Maryland, 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 correct. So, but everybody else basically said we're just going to follow the CDC. There are places like Florida and Texas who basically, and there's others, Alabama, Missouri, the middle finger to the CDC. Yeah, yeah, months ago, basically, we're we're not masking anybody. So, um, to your point, how are we going to? And I don't think they're going to. I think we covered this, this, but other than just a verbal acknowledgement, nobody's ready to implement any kind of vaccine passport coding. Nobody's going to check papers at the door. It's there's I mean, there may be some to. small That's the
1: problem. There's people that want that to happen. That's an, insane.
0: Some people even Washington, D.C. I basically I think Washington, D.C. came out and said, hey, we're going to follow the D- CDC guidelines. And then the next day had to overturn basically say, OK, we're going to go back to wearing masks because the outcry was so heavy that they needed to keep them on. Like, even though she was following the science, according to the CDC. Right. And so we're going to get this weird dynamic where there's going to be this. I don't know bunch of people still wearing masks. There there might be some, some smaller shop owners that could enforce it on an individual level. If they have very small customer flow, um, you know, it's a one or two man operation or something like that. There could be some people and they, if they feel like doing that, then, then do it. Um, I feel like those are going to be very short lived businesses because I feel like the majority of people are not going to go through that. Even if there is some level of, I still want to wear my mask because of, for all the reasons I've some nonsensical ones that I've heard along the way. Um, I can't imagine there's that much of a demand to support a whole industry of business around people wearing masks. No, I agree with that. I think, though, that there are the people have now been
1: like conditioned to wearing the mask that a lot of people have been. And and genuinely like a child with a security blanket, like don't want to be without it. Now, it doesn't matter that like my son's teddy bear doesn't actually stop bad dreams from coming. But if he doesn't have his teddy bear, he's pretty sure he's going to get bad dreams. And I know that's insulting and and patronizing. I, I don't care. It's the idea that you going around outside with a mask on has never been supported by science whatsoever. All right. I get early on there was some conjecture that source control. There's a minimal benefit. Anthony Fauci's words, not mine, minimal benefit and no cost. So, yeah, we should probably put masks on when you can't maintain social distance. Somehow that turned into children need to wear masks while they play outside. What? 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 And now people, it's like a virtue signaling thing. It's all it is, and it's say I'm better than you. I have a moral superiority because I have a mask on and you don't, and I care about other people. You're selfish, and Charles Darwin is going to get you with with what's coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I. I don't understand these people. I don't, that's not true. I kind of do, but I don't agree with them. And I think that if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. I don't care. Live your life. I'm not here to tell anybody else how to live. But if you want me to explain to you why I will not wear a mask, why moving forward, I will not wear a mask, I'm happy to explain it to you. Like even somebody who's not vaccinated, which again, (laughs) if you want to make this point perfectly clear for all of public knowledge, I am now vaccinated as of Wednesday. But even if I wasn't, like, what are the odds? Of spread, Well, you don't know if you're gonna spread it. You don't know it could happen. Like, okay, cool. What's the chances of me spreading this asymptomatically? Almost none. One tenth of one percent best case scenario. Okay. now what's the that aside? What are the odds of me spreading this as a thirty six year old healthy male with no comorbidity factors? Less than one percent. maybe one percent, right, Right around there. And now me taking vitamin D every day and having sufficient vitamin D levels, as a 36 year old healthy male with no symptoms, what are the odds of me spreading this to somebody? Yeah, listen, you know, statistically zero. Yeah, almost nothing. Lower than a 65 year old with the vaccine. That's the truth. Is it's lower than let's go even older. Let's lower than a 75 year old with the vaccine. The odds of me spreading it, vitamin D sufficiency, no symptoms at 36 is lower than a 75 year old with the vaccine. That's the truth. Why aren't we talking about that? Dr. Walensky, I can't imagine somebody being this wrong. She should have gone into meteorology because that's about as accurate as she is. She came out in January, like the next six to 14 weeks are going to be the end of times. It's going to be the worst ever. And our cases dropped off a cliff as if on cue. It just started dropping. Uh, you got that one really wrong. And then she came out, and th- I'm sorry, but you can follow all the science you want. Tell me to trust the experts. She's coming out and telling me elementary school kids still need to wear masks. You are lying. There is no data to support this. There is no evidence that masking on children in school is having any impact. We broke down the study a few weeks ago. It doesn't matter because Florida, they have districts that do. They have districts that don't. And in both cases, school spread was less than 1% of all cases. Like, this is a statistical error. This is a rounding error. It's within the margin of error, and you're claiming that masks work? You're not even getting correlation, and you're jumping to causation. Like, this is insanity. And she's out here, and I'm supposed to keep listening to her.
0: Yeah, she's. I think she's lost her marbles. I don't know how she got the gig, but I don't know. I think I, ever since
1: her kid didn't get to go to camp, like that was really downhill for her, and it was really yes. trying and troubling.
0: And so we, and we, we, I, I, you know, I, uh, like I said, I, you know, the, I think the credibility of all these things are kind of breaking down. Did you see that PCR thing I sent you? By the way,
1: I haven't read it yet, but I know I'm familiar with it. I can tell it's you a, what it it's says a very already. short.
0: It's very short, but it basically the conclusion is basically said the PCR shouldn't be used as a identification for infectious.
1: Oh my god, if only somebody had been talking about that nine months ago with all of the relevant yeah. data. And there was a That's guy so who came on this show, Kevin McKernan. Yeah. Did I say that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Good. Uh and we covered that in depth. So if you listen to the show, you already knew this eight, nine months ago, that it was pretty clear and convincing of PCR is a wonderful test. We're using it wrong. Yeah. Having one test with no follow-up means nothing. Having a test with no symptoms Doesn't mean anything. You need a clinical diagnosis to go along with the PCR. Again, not my words. That's the World Health Organization recommendation as of December. Hey, PCR tests have a high likelihood of a false positive if and when you don't have clinical diagnosis. So make sure you get a clinical diagnosis to go with your PCR test. Hey, what did the CDC do about that? Nothing. Never changed the guidance for this country. It's done that up. Like uh, you want to know why I don't trust the CDC? Wait till we get into this whole thing about this
0: next article. Holy crap!
1: You think you're skeptical now?
0: Wait, yeah, so, and so and that's kind of where I wanted to go. So, h- how many more things can they get wrong? So, one of the things we talked about the masks at end. Um, we talked about PCR. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- one of the things that we haven't really talked about, or maybe we touched on in brief, but we haven't talked about the origins of the virus, which seems to have gotten. Uh, Uh, a little steam because we had uh, a little bit of a back and forth between Dr. Fauci and Dr. Paul. Uh, This came right on the heels of an article uh, written by Nick Wade that I'm going to get into. Um, But first I want to play the exchange from Fauci and uh, uh, Dr. Paul. Uh, It's only like five minutes here, but I just want to kind of, it kind of sets the background for us and then we can kind of follow up on that. So um Here's about five minutes of this is uh, there must be some kind of Senate hearing that Fauci's testifying in front of. So, um, again, this is Dr. Fauci and Dr. Paul.
2: Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan?
3: Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund Gain of function research in the Wuhan Institute. Do they fund of Dr. Barrett? We do not fund. Do you fund gain... Dr. Barrett's gain of function research? D- Dr. Barrett does not doing gain of function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. Not you don't think concerning a bat
2: virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain-of-function? That you is not. You would be in the minority because at least 200 scientists have signed a statement from the Cambridge Working yeah. Group saying that it is gain-of-function.
3: Well, it is not. And if you look at the grant and you look at the progress reports, it is not gain-of-function, despite the fact that people tweet that. So They're do you right still about support
2: it? sending money to the Wuhan Virology Institute?
3: We do not send money now to the to Wuhan uh, do you Virology Institute. Do support
2: sending money? We did, under your tutelage. We were sending it through EcoHealth. It was a sub-agency right. and a sub Do you support the, the money from NIH that was going to the Wuhan Institute?
3: Let me explain to you why that was done. The SARS-CoV-1 originated in bats in China. It would have been irresponsible of us if we did not investigate the bat viruses and the serology to see who might have been or, infected. Or perhaps it would be responsible
2: to send it to the Chinese government that we may not be able to trust with this uh, knowledge and with this uh, incredibly dangerous viruses. Government scientists like yourself who favor gain-of-function research... I don't favor gain-of-function research in in China. You are saying things
3: that are not correct.
2: Government defenders of -of gain-of-function, such as yourself, say that COVID-19 mutations were random and not designed by man. But interestingly, the technique that Dr. Barrick developed forces (laughs) mutations by serial passage through cell culture that the mutations appear to be natural. In fact, Dr. Barrick named the technique the nocium technique because the mutations appear naturally. Nicholas Baker of the New York Magazine said nobody would know if the virus had been fabricated in a laboratory or grown in nature. Covenant authorities in the U.S., including yourself, unequivocally deny that COVID-19 could have escaped a lab. But even Dr. Xi in Wuhan wasn't so sure. According to Nicholas Baker, Dr. Xi wondered, could this new virus have come from her own laboratory? She checked her records frantically and found no matches. That really took a load off my mind, she said. I had not slept for days. The director of the gain-of-function research in Wuhan couldn't sleep because she was terrified that it might be in her lab. Dr. Barrick, an advocate of -of gain-of-function research, admits the main problem that the Institute of Virology has is the outbreak occurred in close proximity. What are the odds? Barrick responded, could you rule out a laboratory escape? The answer in this case is probably not. Will you in front of this group categorically say that the COVID-19 could not have occurred through serial passage in
3: a laboratory? I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done, and I'm fully in favor of any further investigation of what went on in China. However, I will repeat again, the NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of We oh, You Virology. Do support it in
2: the U.S. We have 11 labs doing it and you have allowed it here. We have a committee to do it, but the committee has granted every exemption. You're You're fooling with Mother Nature here. You're allowing super viruses to be created with a 15% mortality. It's very dangerous. I think it was a huge mistake to share this with China. And it's a huge mistake to allow this to continue in the United States. And we should be very careful to investigate
3: where this virus came from. I fully agree that you should investigate where the virus came from. But again, we have not funded gain-of-function research on this virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, you're, no matter you're parsing how many times words, you're parsing you say words, it, there it was research. Happen. There was research done
2: with Dr. Xi and Dr. Barrick. They have collaborated on gain-of-function research where they enhanced the SARS virus to infect human airway cells, and they did it by merging a new spike protein on it. That is gain-of-function. That was joint research between the Wuhan Institute and Dr. Barrick. You can't deny it.
0: Okay. Okay, so that was Dr. Fauci and Dr. Rand Paul kind of going at it a little bit there, and I kind of want to follow up on that um, with this article um, by Nick Wade. Uh, first, I just to, to, for a background, I guess. So we all know that the, uh, the origins of the virus were Wuhan, China, right, um, which happens to be the location of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, uh, which is a gain-of-function research. Which basically was banned by Obama for a few years, um, and techni- supposedly banned. <laughs> uh, there was loopholes apparently, um, and so the gain of function experiments were basically on coronaviruses. This is in Wuhan. Were on coronaviruses, and they tried to basically uh, they were designed to make them more to infect human cells or humanized mice. Right. So, hang on. You got to back up. Go ahead. All right. For those of you who don't know, gain of function research
1: is there are viruses that exist in nature amongst animals that do not affect humans. But as viruses evolve, they can eventually get to the point where they infect humans because viruses, like anything else, want to evolve and grow. And if they can get to humans, that's another way for them to grow and expand. So gain of function research takes these viruses that are in nature, but not any threat to mankind at present. And they eventually, and they essentially tweak them to try to see how they could infect humans. So they're intentionally designing something that could negatively impact humans under the idea of, well, it could happen. So we need to know how to plan for it if it does. And the only way to know that is we've got to make it happen under controlled measures. So SARS, SARS CoV 1 was one of these viruses that evolved naturally from, uh, I believe it was bats. Mm And then into something else, and then finally into humans. Uh, MERS, the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, went through camels and then eventually got into humans. Bats to camels to humans. Bats to camels to humans, yes. So the idea being, this is the theory on it, on gain of function, is if you can control how deadly these viruses could be, then we could develop treatments, we could develop vaccines, and we could figure out how to stem them. So the the combating theory on where did SARS-CoV-2 come from did it come from a natural occurrence from bats to something else to humans? Or was it a genetically modified virus in this lab in the Wuhan province, the Wuhan virology lab that then got out of containment and broke out? And that's the central debate, not whether we should be doing gain of function research, which seems like a reasonable discussion we yeah. should all be well, having anyway. We may have
0: that discussion a part of this here. Um, and so all that is exactly right. And And so early on, We didn't know where this virus came from, and it was there was the lab leak hypothesis. I mean, it's hard not to make the 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 leap from Wuhan being the first cases where there's a Wuhan Institute of Virology right there, right? So, and apparently, the closest bat cave is like fifteen hundred or a thousand miles or something away, or something. So
1: it's eight hundred. So the nearest where they're claiming these bats came from is these caves. The nearest ones outside of the virology department are fifteen hundred kilometers away. Just for reference, for those of us in Syracuse, that's like bats in Savannah, Georgia, <laughs> having an outbreak in Syracuse, New York. Just so we're all clear on how far away 1,500 kilometers actually is. That is from us to about Savannah. That's an outbreak occurring in Syracuse, and us saying, it's from the bats in Savannah, Georgia. And, and everybody going, well, that makes
0: sense. Yeah. And so early on, um, President Trump had kind of made the claim and maybe he even made the claim that it was maybe intentional. I don't even, I can't remember going back that far, but I think that that was at least insinuated. Yeah. yeah, He might've alluded, he might've alluded that, but, but anyway, the thought was that Trump is pushing this conspiracy theory that Chinese released this lab to, you know, wreak havoc on the world basically. Um, but so the lab part of the lab leak, part of his assertion had to be discredited and it was, I guess, uh, discredited, Unfortunately, it was, it was debunked, um, two, two early one in, uh, February of 2020 and one in March of 2020, uh, two, these are probably the two most cited, uh, letters, um, basically citing that the lab leak is debunked. Uh, one of them, the first one, um, was a letter that was in the Lancet. Um, it's a medical journal, I believe, and it basically said that, uh, it was written by Dr. Peter Daszak. Daszak, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. It doesn't matter. Um, he is the president of uh, a company called EcoHealth, and we'll get to their uh, uh, importance here in this discussion in a minute. But he is the one who drafted this letter, um, and uh, some virologists signed on, basically saying, hey, this is, you know, we in agreement, basically Impossible. saying that uh, um, <laughs> that the... the you know, it was impossible for the uh, the lab leak to be. It was had to occur natural uh, natural occurrences. Uh, and at the end of that letter, uh, they said there was uh, we declare no competing interests, um, which is something that is pretty standard. On you know, you got to supply your your papers where you're getting your money from, and and, and you know.
1: And if you had a conflict if, of interest, right, like if you lo- worked at a place that that something went wrong, and you were you were theorizing that it couldn't have possibly come from that place, that would be something that like, hey. Maybe you should tell us if you have a financial stake in this particular operation.
0: Yeah. So that letter kind of got a lot of attention. Then it was followed up by a second letter with uh, five more virologists uh, led by Christian, Christian, yeah, Christian uh, Anderson uh, of the Scripps Research Institute. Um, I'm going to read right from there. It says, our analysis clearly shows that SARS-CoV-2 is not a laboratory construct or purposely manipulated virus. Um, but then when you go right to read the letter, the very first sentence is it is improbable that SARS-CoV-2 emerged through laboratory manipulation of a related SARS-CoV-like coronavirus. So not clearly at all, right? Improbable. Just- the
1: best part of their reasoning was, well, if it was man-made, most of them do it this way and it would be done this way, and it wasn't, so it's not.
0: Yeah. And so and what? they yeah, they give two basically you know speculations uh with no <laughs> No evidence to back them up. Hashtag science. Yeah, um, and release this letter. And, and these two letters are basically both cited by endless sources of the now debunked lab leak hypothesis. Um, are basically citing these two uh, uh, letters. I want to point out uh, something that the article that Nick Wade pointed out. Um, they were both on the list of. Let's pull this up here. This is crazy. Um. Anderson and were part of a list of recipients of $82 million grant announced by the National Institute of Allergic and Infectious Disease in August of 2020.
1: Who runs that?
0: Uh, that would be Anthony Fauci. <laughs> oh, it's weird. So these two people who wrote these letters debunking the lab leak. Oh, I forgot to tell you that Peter Daszak is also the American representative on the investigation team into the Wuhan lab leak. The guy who wrote the letter saying that there was no lab leak, and who was the president of EcoHealth, who was funding the Wuhan Institute through grant given to him by Anthony Fauci.
1: So if you're struggling to follow that, Anthony Fauci is the head of these organizations, the NIH and the NIAID
0: or whatever it is. Uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Collins, I feel like, is the NID. Sure.
1: But in reality... They probably,
0: they're both complicit. Yes. So go ahead.
1: So they are responsible for funding different research from around the world. And my understanding, and I could be wrong, but my understanding is it is the predominant source of funding in this world is through these organizations and the U.S. government. So they are giving money to this eco-health company to research gain a function or something very similar to gain a function. Research. And then he uh, what's his name? Doctor The first guy. Dr. Dazik. Dazik. Doctor Dazik in turn goes to the Wuhan laboratory and says, Hey, I got all this money. Let's do some research. So you know what? If there was a leak that came out of there because they weren't properly following safety protocols, or because they somehow convinced the regulators that they only needed to go to level two while well, trying to make the most infectious virus in the history of humanity. Do you know what dentist
0: offices at level two? Yep. Yeah, I, I, read I read that. that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they needed the same level of protection as a dentist's office when trying to make the most communicable virus ever made. Really smart. Safe. So obviously, this guy, if there was ever an objective arbiter just looking for the truth, it would be this gentleman who had all the financial incentive and would ultimately bear responsibility for using United States government funds and putting him in this place to say, okay, maybe it was a lab leak. That'd be reasonable and to declare no competing interests. If that's not a competing interest, what the hell is?
0: Yeah. Like I said, these, the fact that these two people and these two letters and this groups of people are, are, are the legitimate, that the, the reasons why that the, lab leak was debunked, then it's not debunked at all because the the conflict of interest of both is, is too great to, to use them as kind of any evidence of anything. Um, and like I said, we didn't really get to talk to, but that's this eco health thing was also the company that was being used while the ban of gain of function was in place. So this was the, the loophole that Dr. Fauci had be able to find, or you know, through the the ban, was to fund somebody else, who then could fund somebody else, who they could get, the, you know, the money. And like I said, this was in relation, a relationship with a with a Dr. Barrick at University of North Carolina, who basically let China have the that he he orchestrated this whole series of coronaviruses, and he basically let China have it. Yeah, we are.
1: (laughs) And now so during the moratorium, when we were no longer going to use government money for gain of function research, they put in a little bit of a well, some people call it a loophole that said if it is of urgent importance or national security importance, then you can use it to study that gain of function research. And anybody who applied for the loophole, what was the percentage that got denied?
0: Uh, they all got accepted.
1: Uh, zero. Not one yeah, right, person zero. was
0: denied the yes. exception who applied for it. So that's why we're putting... And Fauci was the... Uh, allows the exemptions. I
1: mean, if you're going to put a name on things, yeah, it was Anthony Fauci was in charge of it. So again, if anybody would be the objective arbiter to say, guys, we would tell you if it was just a lab leak that we funded indirectly, which is also why what he's telling Rand Paul... Of like, we don't we didn't fund this at this date and this thing on this virus of like, okay, that's technically true, but it's also utter nonsense. Like, it was used. Your money was used for this and you know it. There's no arguing this point. It was used and it's what led to this. I get it. That wasn't put in there. But on the grant that Dr. Xi out of China applied for, which is now public records, uh, she put right in there. This is what we're doing. This is what we're looking for money for. And she got it. And that money, while it didn't come directly from Anthony Fauci and the NIH, started there. It's your tax dollars, folks. Your tax dollars went in there. So again, I guess we got to make this clear. It's not necessarily that you can prove it was a lab leak. The two competing theories, the major two, are lab leak or natural occurrence. And you cannot prove nor disprove either one definitively. The only way that you could actually prove definitively that The lab leak theory is correct. You'd have to look at the lab records out of the Wuhan Virology Lab in China. Well, let's get those. It's weird that nobody's asked for those yet, right? Uh, I haven't seen them. Oh, no, they were asked for it, and the Chinese government basically told them to go pound sand, and they aren't going to get them, ever. No. So obviously, if you have nothing to hide, it's a good place to start. Is hey, let's really get to the truth of how this happened so we can fix it, and instead you get told, screw yourself. You're not looking at the records. Ah, That's no reason to be suspicious. None at all. The fact that the bats were 800 miles away, no reason to be suspicious. None. Obviously, this theory was widely debunked. And then you get into the how this genetic makeup, the fact that they can't find the animal this time. It went from bats to X to this after diligently searching for 14 months and testing 80,000 animals and they can't find it. It's no cause for concern at all. The fact that this particular strain of virus is uniquely designed almost perfectly to adapt to the ACE2 inhibitor inside of human beings that bats don't have, that's that's not weird. The fact that bats still don't, are no susceptibility to SARS-CoV-2, none, they can't get it, not weird, none, no reason for concern at all. Guys, this was debunked, and if you bring it up, you're a trumper, you're a maggot, and you don't know you're a science denier and probably a grandma killer and a
0: yeah. pro insurrectionist. And like I said, we didn't we didn't touch on the the ethics of it too much. But if this whole process, even in their most, you know, moral views, hey, we have the we need to do this gain of function research to kind of save the humanity from an outbreak. Well, guess what? It, it didn't fucking save <laughs> some shit. you're not supposed I, to curse sorry. on our show. Um, it, it didn't save us, right? I mean, they they've been doing this since 2014. Do you get, like... It's only SARS-CoV-2. It's not like SARS-CoV-2048, right? Like, was only one <laughs> other SARS, and they're, they're, they're just creating their own ones. They should have been able to figure out... Of all the ones, this is the one they should have been able to figure out.
1: I mean, that I can't really argue with that. You're right. Like, if there was ever one that you were going to get right, it, it had to be this, this one. This was the one. And I get, like, I'm having premonitions of Jurassic Park, for lack of a better word, of, like, Jeff Goldblum sitting there, like, you were so busy... Trying to think if you could, you didn't stop to think if you should do this. And I mean, listen, I get the argument in favor of uh, gain of function research. I do, I understand it. I disagree with it. I think that you're meddling with things that you don't fully grasp, and it's going to lead to really negative consequences. On the path to it could ultimately lead to very good things, but I don't think the cost, uh, I don't think the risk outweighs or is outweighed by the benefit. I think there's way too much risk at this point that we shouldn't be doing it. It's my opinion. I'm not a scientist. I'm very underinformed on this. Just my humble opinion. But you're talking about gain-of-function research where SARS-CoV-2 has a mortality rate of sub-1%. It doesn't really affect children. It doesn't really affect young, healthy people. It really affects elderly people and those that are old and, and sick and those with heavy comorbidities. I As mean, death does. Weird. They're, dealing, they're doing gain-of-function research. They're tweaking some of these viruses to, like, 15% percent expected mortality. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like, that's really, really scary because
0: hopefully they upped their lab protocols a little bit. But as human beings, we are naturally fallible. All right. Yeah, this is not like in that. that, So reading through this, it seems like to happen almost every single year or thereabouts, right? It's not even like a, a rare occurrence. It happens routinely Right, where, you know, lab technicians are being infected with the viruses they're working with. And if they get outside of the building... You know, things can happen. It spreads, and like th- this
1: is the point of I. I don't know what the right answer is. I think, listen, Occam's razor applies. The, the most likely and least ridiculous explanation is probably true. So, yeah, I mean, you you could not conclusively disprove that this was a natural occurring virus that jumped, but man, you got to take some leaps of faith. You've got to understand, like, all right, they can't find the animal. Uh, it's not really. Yeah, and they, and they, to I, we bats. didn't talk about
0: this, but they found the animal. In SARS one and MERS, like in months, like it was. It,
1: uh, one was in about four months. The next one was in nine months.
0: Yeah, so like I mean, these—it's th- not like something that hasn't been a, done right. before. It's That's been successfully be, be, been done before, and the fact that they can't find it now, fifteen months later, and nothing even close. I mean, uh, you know, there. Again, this is where I would love to have a scientist like McKernan on, or you know, somebody who could analyze DNA. Or they basically said some people have looked at the the, the DNA sequence. Just on site, they could say this is man-made, right? And I don't know oh, how. Sure. I don't know how. I'm sure that if somebody is in that in the know that well, maybe they can, you know, be able to point to some situations where that would be the case. But if that's the case, then why are these these questions not being asked? Like this is the whole thing. It's the the case for the lab leak is the most substantial. It's it's the case. It's the it's the one that everybody should be talking about. Yet it doesn't get covered by anybody, and still hasn't. No, it, other it, than sports clicks about, I mean, again, leading. So in eight months, we're going to have, have this well established.
1: Um, no, but seriously, like if you look at what's more likely. All right. So you can't find the crossover animal. This virus has shown very little to zero infectivity of bats. You can't find any people somewhere between Wuhan and where these caves were that had an outbreak. Nothing. It, nobody. Uh, OK, that's weird. You can't get the records from the Chinese lab. The the. If you were going to design it, the the guy who gave the uh, I don't remember how this guy fits in, but he's the guy who gave, basically the French doctor or scientist who was working with Dr. Shin, had a technique, the nocium technique, on how to manipulate the virus, and it's exactly what sars cov two looks like, which is the ideal formulation for how you would get it to adopt, and excuse me, to attack.
0: Right, which is why Dr. A- Dr. Barrick, and why Dr. Barrick and Dr. She both were like panicked, as uh, uh, Rand Paul says in that in that dialogue basically saying, hey, oh, my God, this is exactly what we do. I wonder if it's ours. And they both were losing sleep over the fact. Now, the fact that all the technology had already been done and then shared with China doesn't mean that they couldn't just one tweak and whatever, and now you're out. So um I don't know. Like I said, I feel like this. If I were a betting man, I could tell you where my money would be. On.
1: Oh, if we were going to make a wager today Listen. and I told you, look, I bet your life savings. One of these is true. Which one is it?
0: I'm sure there's defamation lawyers listening to us, but if the Wuhan Institute wants to come after me, they re- the lab the the virus came out of their lab.
1: I don't know what it did, but my God, you couldn't if it. it, it it's like the thing. Not, about I'm not trying to say things. it's
0: intentional by any means. I'm Listen, just saying that it came from that lab.
1: If you're out on like in a field and you start hearing hoofs coming, and you're in, like the Midwest, you're not going to go. I bet you zebras are coming. Like, no, it's horses. So just go ahead and predict that. But you're, you're could it be zebras? Sh- sure. But it's probably not. It's horses. And this is the same thing here of like, yeah, it could. But the only thing that you're missing, the smoking gun, is the internal reports. You're never going to
0: get them. Yeah. And, and if you can't find the because, animals, then you're never going to get that either. And then, like I said. It's been 15 months. It should have been found. The, 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 like I said, all the evidence points to the lab leak. Right, every
1: news. This is where we talk about eventually they're going to come out and say it wasn't. And they're going to say the science changed. But what they're not going to tell you is all of the science all the way along is pointing to this. But they're in denial. And
0: You know what Donato is going to talk about is all of the conflict of interest that's been floating around between Dan- Anthony Fauci, the NIH, the NIAID. Oh, yeah. All that stuff is not going to be covered at all i mean they're not going to mention it at all no
1: i agree with that and this is the saddest
0: part of like going back to the idea of why i can't just
1: blindly trust experts and all this stuff anymore like a lot of this stuff was peer-reviewed a lot of this stuff that comes out of utter nonsense is approved by other scientists and then championed by them to, sh- to show the case and then with just the slightest bit of discernment with the slightest bit of um I don't, looking and digging a little bit deeper it doesn't add up and it's so glaringly obvious that even uh, two idiots with a podcast can look at it and go wait that doesn't make sense that you can't do it that way you can't say that that's that's not true that's lying well it's not lying but it's certainly covering up and misleading it's a lie by omission and you you're leaving out this and the school study where well you know we did the school thing but it turns out all the big schools that were claiming did better were actually closed for like the first part of the study so you know take it with a grain of salt like this not only past period, not only did somebody have the balls to actually print this, somebody else read it and went, yep. And then the CDC came out and said, good science. So even taking all those factors into account, it still came out with the conclusion of less than 1% spread, whether they wear masks or no masks, whether they have full restrictions or no restrictions. Oh, and by the way, teachers at schools that have no students in them have higher case rates than schools that are fully reopened. And you look at all of that data and somehow the science, hashtag science, comes to... Kids need to wear masks. What? And then you look at, and I get these studies sent to me of like, see, you're an idiot. And then you read the study and I like send it back with things highlighted on it to be like, look, I will read your study. Anything you send me. I'm not interested in winning Twitter fights or arguments on Facebook. I don't care. I'm trying to understand what's happening right now. So you're sending me stuff you didn't even read, obviously. And if you read it and went, yeah, that makes sense. You're either being completely disingenuous or you're a moron because there is no way that you can read this stuff and go yeah yeah that's probably right look we've been wrong on some stuff too but when we are we change i mean yeah, yeah we were wrong yeah it, it seems
0: like that i think that and we've talked this before and we'll get, we'll got you goes after this but like it seems as though everything they got wrong always ended up being to the uh same side of the yes. pushing of the pandemic right so everything had to be the worst case scenario in all coverage of all the all things and it's turning out that it was all exaggeration, or at least a large part of it was an exaggeration or a lot of misinformation and just, again, unscientific positions that have basically been being sh- being exposed now, you know, a year later. The people in charge
1: are counting on the ignorance of the population. And then do it, then the ignorant people doing the bidding of the scientists and then be, the scientists being able to claim, well, that's not really what we said. And I, I'm tired of it because I'm getting to that point where Look, the idea that I am at an equal risk for spreading this vaccine, or excuse me, for spreading this virus as an eighty-year-old is insanity. The uh, the idea that my children are in any shape, way, or form at all likely of spreading this virus to an adult is completely void of any scientific basis. Like, we know this. This is not even a debatable point. And yet somehow the leading scientists and experts around our country are coming out and saying yeah, no. The, the data, you know, we still think that they need to wear masks for kids. Like, well, the the nasal capacity of like, wait, 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 no. You're you're leading down the road. You want to sound smart, but you that's not true. Like what you're saying is true, but you're leading people to draw conclusions they shouldn't be drawing, and you know that, but you want them to draw the conclusions for you anyways, as if it's true. And I can't tell you how much respect I have. I don't want to say respect. That's the wrong word. If, uh, I don't have a better one. So how much respect I have lost for doctors, for scientists, for government, which I didn't even know it was possible for me to lose more respect for government officials, but geez. Uh, and for the entire process of peer-reviewed articles, how biased these people are, how incredibly easy it is for them to have the cognitive dissonance to not really follow the science. I used to hold these people in such esteem of coming from a world of lawyers, which I have no esteem for whatsoever, to be like, well, at least you're like trying to just find the truth and you're trying to get to it, and then you look under the rug and you're like, "Wow, you guys are filthy. Yeah. You can't say anything because this guy has all the money, so you can't come out and say anything against him because then you get a smear campaign and you lose all your funding for anything you wanted to do because all the funding comes from about five sources. system's broken, yeah, so yeah, no, I'm not going to just blindly go along just because you you have an m d after your name or you're a virologist. I will give you a certain level of respect and acknowledge that you know more than I do." But I'm not a moron. Well, you know, kind of. Yeah. But I can understand what you're saying, and if I have questions, I will ask and I will engage. But ultimately, I, I can tell when I'm being misled. I, that's something I'm fairly good at is I can figure out why you're saying this word instead of that word and understanding what you're trying to get me to conclude versus what you're actually saying. And I'm listening very closely and going, you are lying. You're lying without lying. You, like if you ever got called, held up under court, you would be able to say, well, that's not what we actually said. It's just what people thought. And then you do nothing to correct it. Uh, that's what really, really bothers me, is that's what keeps happening over and over again. And anybody that wants to point it out is immediately like, you're a science denier. Yeah, obviously, that's my thing. It's not because I've read all of these studies. Uh, like, I, the vaccine, I think, is ridiculous for young people to get because I'm a Trumper, not because I've read the studies, I've read the data groups, and I've read the claims that they are overinflating while minimizing risks. Right. No, I, I just didn't read any of it, obviously. Yeah. I don't think anybody's ever going to believe I'm fully vaccinated because as soon as I start talking about it, I immediately go back to that. Just,
0: uh, you know, short, sweet answers. Move on. I got to uh, answer don't. like, yes. Just be like, I'm all set. Thank you.
1: I'm just going to say yes because I don't give a shit. Like, well, you lied to me. Like, what, what duty do I owe you to tell you what is going on in my personal health records? Yeah, just ask them back if they have ever had an STD. That'd be fun. Like, you ever had herpes? <laughs>
0: So, so uh, they probably won't. They so you're
1: vaccinated. Did you ever have like an STD? Which one was the worst? <laughs> Do you have eat the Q-tip? Yeah,
0: I uh, like that. That's
1: sort of how I that's what I'm saying. I, you
0: know, just t- turn it back on them if they. If they I'm need not Q-tip. actually going to answer anybody. I'm, I'm not either. I just walk by them. So. Like, I, and I, somebody would literally have to to touch me and stop me for for me to acknowledge their existence if they try to ask i mean
1: listen i can tell you right now that if you want to compare my likelihood of strictly statistical percentages of the vitamin d that i take the health that i am in the age i am in and and how i spend my days and everything else with no symptoms i am safer than you like i am and i i got no issue with that and i like nobody wants to hear that though and like you can't even say well i have antibodies because somehow that's not good enough yeah. Like, this flies in the face of well, like everything. I, said, that's I do the think the that's going to be
0: the, the way out eventually. They're going to be like, oh, wait, we forgot to we forgot to factor in all the people who had it already and natural immunity and, uh, yeah, and now we can open. So
1: right, And that's it. Like, T-cell immunity and antibodies and everything else of, guys, this, this is important. Like, you want to go with, like, well, why didn't you get vaccinated? Well, because I already have immunity. Well, we don't know how long it lasts. Well, we don't know how long the vaccine immunity lasts. You have no idea. Well, it looks like it lasts longer. No, it doesn't. You're making an assumption with no reasonable basis, reasonable basis in fact. You're making an assumption because it suits your narrative. If it does last longer via the vaccine, it would be the first time that's ever happened. Where the man-made vaccine exceeded the immunity your body got by naturally occurring virus. It'd be the first time ever. So, are we sure we want to put all our eggs in that basket? No. That seems kind of crazy to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's what I said. I've, I've, I do feel like a bunch of the stuff is breaking down finally, which is nice because, you know, people will just hopefully get back to somewhat whatever normal is going to be for them. Um, it's I'm going to do my thing, whatever my thing is. Um, but it's good to see, like I said, that the, the mask thing coming down, you know, hopefully this PCR thing kind of, you know, can be reassessed. Can we not we don't misuse that thing again? And I don't know, like I said, we talked about this origins of this thing. Let's hope it's, not, let's hope it wasn't doesn't turn into something purpose. Like where Hunter Biden Biden involved. Cause that's, that'll be the greatest gap show in the history of, Sports, clicks, and politics.
1: I think I will literally like fall over from (laughs) just too much adrenaline pumping. Hunter Biden is patient
0: zero. Yo, I like,
1: (laughs) I can't, I can't even do it.
0: All right. All right. On that note, let's get these guys out of here. Uh, I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in for another uh, excellent show here, episode 49, episode 50 next week. Nothing special planned yet. All right. All right, on that note, again, like, share this video, subscribe to the channel, and uh, hit that notification bell if you want to get notified when we get new content, and we'll see you all next Monday.